yes, you know what time it is. It's time for another episode of the 3-in-1 podcast. Joining us from Cleveland, Ohio, Mr. Pivot himself. Give it up for international, Ian Lamont Morgan. Grand Rising and happy mornings and sunshine and rainbows. What's up, everybody? (laughs) And joining us from the capital city, Columbus, Ohio, by way of Cincinnati. But you know he's still rooting for the home team. Give it up for Keith Turner Jr. Guys, uh, NFL already taking over basketball season with these news stories. What's up, everybody? <laughs> and also here in the capital city, by way of several other places, it's your boy. They call him the Black JJ Watt because he's got deals on deck. Give it up for Malcolm Morgan. That's right. What's up, gentlemen? It's we are at full strength today. No two in ones, no team dark skin, no team light skin. It is well. Is it ever team light skin? You know, you're right. It's not. Uh, <laughs> I cannot pass as, as light. Um, I've been told that several times. Um, no matter how much I squint, uh, it doesn't matter. So we are at full strength, fellas. Glad to have everyone back. How are y'all doing today? Man, it's good. I'm doing all right. Um, yeah. You know, uh, a lot of sports news to talk about. So, uh, ready to get to it. I'm feeling like, uh, you know, being here in Cleveland, even if I wasn't chosen, I'm, I'm still the chosen. You know, um, we get passed over time and time again. You're still a witness, uh, Ian? What's that? You said we still, you're still witness? a witness? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're still a witness. That's a low blow, but yeah, uh, definitely still a witness. No, that, um, man, I can still see that billboard now. It's I'll be honest, it's still wild to me that we plastered a man up on a building and said that we're all witnesses. It, yeah, it was a little sacrilege, but uh, a man, first of all, the man, the man, the okay. man. Okay, never will you're I eighteen. Ever <laughs> acknowledge him as the man. Fifty-seven years old. The chosen one. Hey, man. <laughs> Whatever basketball reference nicknames he has on there. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, Keith did allude to this. We're going to start off with some NFL. It is not taking over the NBA, but I know uh, Keith yes, would want to talk about this at the top of the rundown, and I don't want to hear Keith crying. So, <laughs> hey, we can put it in any time. It's all good. It's, it's the front section of ESPN right now. Just saying. Oh, uh, yeah. Well. ESPN, the worldwide leader in sports. This is this is not an ad. Um, so JJ Watt heading to Arizona, um, rejoining DeAndre Hopkins, another disgruntled Texans former star. Yep. Um, this was big news yesterday. Heard he had several offers coming in to this week. Um, wasn't wasn't really sure when he was going to make this decision, but um, Arizona definitely upgrades their defensive front by adding JJ Watt. Um, I mean, what does this move mean for the Cardinals, Keith? Oh, man. Oh, I am so excited about this move. First of all, um, kudos to the Cardinals for getting this job done. Um, and they had to present something well because reports say that he had more money on the table from Cleveland and Indianapolis. Um, but, of course, DeAndre Hopkins being there, and I think that – I think he wants to buy in um, to a system that has a young coach, young quarterback – they are a couple pieces away from being legit contenders. And I think this, um, they still need to make maybe one more move in the secondary uh, because they may lose out on a couple guys because of salary cap. But 
this definitely puts them in the contender conversation um, for the NFC. They were already a few games away last year, and uh, Kyler wasn't great. The defense wasn't great. So this definitely puts them in that consideration. Uh, So for me now, as I've been preaching and trying to preach and preach and preach to them, and I hope to God they hear me now, please just get a running back and get yourselves one more weapon on uh, that receiving core. And you're talking about, if they stay healthy, a very good Cardinals team. I'm starting to, I think I'm starting to understand Keith's uh, running back takes now. His brother is a running back, um, FBS, Youngstown State. So I think he's trying to up the running back value. So when his brother graduates, running <laughs> oh back, my I goodness. think that's what it is. No, I mean, this Playing is one of those game. things that, like, listen, <laughs> they, they got Kenyon Drake and was believing that he was going to be a really solid, you know, uh, one guy for them. And he just wasn't. And Chase Edmonds isn't a one either. He's solid. He's a good pass catcher, but they need that number one, just like Buffalo. They need that number one guy who's going to be the every down type of back and uh, then mix in or sprinkle in, you know, the Chase Edmonds and other guys. But, you know, if they could get a Travis Etienne, um, this Cardinals team is going to be really scary. That's that's an interesting take because I'm, I'm trying to think of the last few Super Bowl champions, how many of them had a true, like, feature back. Um, you know, this year the the Buccaneers had Leonard Fournette, who was the starter at least to end the year, but he wasn't yep. really a feature. Him and him and Ronald Jones really shared shared the load. Um, sure. And then even the Chiefs, last I mean, they, they didn't have Clyde edwards alaire in their Super Bowl year. I don't remember. No, they had Damian Williams. Yeah, and and there he kind of did a platoon thing with Darrell Williams and um, Shady McCoy. So that's interesting. I mean, I, I definitely think they need a running back, but I think I don't yes. know if the, if the, if a team needs a feature back to be a Super Bowl contender. Well, I guess that's true, but you have to have more production than Drake gave them this past I, year. Absolutely, right? yeah. I, and I mean, I just like that. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh was expecting James Conner to give them a lot more, and that would have given them a more balanced attack. And you got Ben Roethlisberger throwing fifty passes. You mm-hmm. know, it's not going to get the job done, especially in the playoffs. So, mm-hmm. you know at least have the threat of the run. That's the biggest piece. Um, If you don't have a mobile quarterback, which I mean, they do. Um, So it's going to be fun though. I really love the move. Honestly, there's only one other team I would have liked to see him in more. um, And that would have been Cleveland. Uh, I think that would have been really fun too, but this is a great fit. So we're going to go ahead and twist in the knife a little bit more, Ian. I know you guys are hoping to to get J.J. Watt, but how are you feeling today? How's Cleveland feeling today with the news of J.J. Watt going to Arizona? Cleveland needs to be fine. We've had a string of warm days and the snow is melting, so we need to be all right. Um, Honestly, yeah, I mean, you know, a big-name guy like that, you definitely want J.J. Watt, but you also kind of don't because he has been injury-riddled. You know, um, you get guys with, with fractured legs and herniated discs and you know, pec <laughs> muscles, all those those type of injuries. You know, it's not it's not sprained ankle. You know, those are things that st- that tend to have a lasting effect. And honestly, I don't I don't yeah. see him making it through a whole season. Um, and mm-hmm. after coming off of having Olivier Vernon and, and being able to you know uh, pair him with Miles Garrett, things like that. You know, I think we're we're looking to upgrade at that position. And sure. frankly, no disrespect to JJ Watt at this point in his career, that may have been more of a lateral move. So, 
uh, that mm. and considering the money involved in getting JJ yeah. Watt um, and looking at the Browns, mm-hmm. they they were really looking to get him on a one year deal, and that says a lot too. Um, and again, it's no disrespect; they were going to pay him some good money, but uh, you know what you're getting and you know what you're not. So hopefully, this refocuses their attention toward getting somebody who can have a long term impact. Um, and somebody who's still, you know, in their prime as this team is looking to be in win now mode. Um, but shout out to yeah. JJ Watt. I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm excited that he that he took his destiny into his own hands. Arizona played some good cards, you know. Uh, um, JJ <laughs> himself has said, "Thank you, uh, JJ himself no has said, right? <laughs> <laughs> JJ himself has said he was impressed with Kyler Murray. Um, that was one of the deciding factors." You know, Baker, take that, take that and use that. God bless you. But, uh, but you know that, and uh, you know, uh, both Chris, Sooners. By the way, I just want to throw that out there. Continue. Oh, yeah, God. man. I mean, Sooner Nation should be very proud. They are, they are very, uh, very well represented, um, in in the uh, in the upper echelon of these young, exciting quarterbacks. But, um. I, I I agree with Keith. This is going to be a, a huge impact. You know, you got to look also at the ramifications. The Bucks were uh, hoping to land J.J. Watt as well. Uh, they still believe they're going to lose Shaq Barrett. And so you got to look at the defending champs and how they're going to rebound from uh, – and, and, and it, there's definitely a market. Uh, um, a lot of teams are looking for these guys that can really help to get pressure on the quarterback. Um, and especially somebody like J.J. Watt that brings that veteran experience, which is something that I think that um, will be very valuable on the defensive end of the ball yep. there in Arizona. Yep. Um, I got to say, Keith, I, I, th- that running game started off strong in Arizona last year. That was the head one of the headlines about that team. But I, I do agree with Did you. It? Yeah, they they were the top rushing attack. Kenyon uh, Drake was the. Uh, up until the Seattle game, and then but that's because of Kyler Murray. Apart. That's Kyler Murray rushing. It wasn't him alone. And and let's just acknowledge it was mostly that him. Arizona is now pretty much the Bermuda Triangle of quarter of, of running backs because you, you get David Johnson, <laughs> true, who suddenly just falls apart. Chase Edmonds, everybody was excited. They were oh like, gosh. okay, great, he could take David Johnson's place. Falls apart. They trade for Kenyon Drake. He has an amazing start. And then he just falls off the cliff. So I don't know what's going on in Arizona with running backs, but uh, but shouts to JJ. We we will see the impact that he has this year. I mean, yeah, you look at you look at the stats with JJ. He's the he was the, he was still the most uh, double teamed <laughs> pass rusher in the NFL last year. Fact. Um, and even though he's not what he was at his peak in Houston when he was winning Defensive Player of the Year, he's still an impact player. And yep. you add him to that defensive line with Chandler Jones. Joining up, I mean, they're the two top uh, sack guys over the last, uh, since 2012, I believe. So you add those two guys in and it it, it puts the offensive, excuse me, offensive lines in a really tough predicament. And who do you try to double cover? Where do yep. you shade your running backs? Uh, because you got two guys that are elite. And, and J.J. Watt can play pretty much anywhere along that defensive line with his size yep. and strength. Yep. Um, he plays a lot on the edge, but you can also play him on the inside. Um, and I think that's another added bonus of getting a player like JJ is that even though you 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 kind of want to keep him on the edge, he's he's able to play all over the field with his his size, his athleticism, his speed. Um, so I'm looking for him to have a big year this year with another. I mean, he hasn't really had a pass rusher like this um, really since since Clowney was there 
And even Clowney isn't quite the pass rusher that Chandler Jones is. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but the big thing with JJ is his health. Is he going to be healthy? He's he's uh, he's in and out. A lot of arm injuries, which is really weird. But a lot of arm injuries. Um, a lot of like like uh, I don't know what to call them abdominal injuries yeah. so things like that uh you just hope that he can be healthy and, and have good impact because if he does this is a big get for arizona this is something that they've they needed chandler jones needed some help on that defense <clears throat> that defense um and i think this this could help guys like isaiah simmons as well the rookie from uh, clemson they drafted yeah. last year yeah. um more cover for him more opportunities for him to get one-on-one coverage and and, and good matchups so this is a big move for arizona i think this is one of the teams we mentioned um correct me if I'm wrong, when we talked about J.J. Watt being available, was Arizona, and I think Seattle was one of the other teams. Um, but that AFC, the NFC West is getting even stronger um, yeah. even early on in this offseason. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see the salary cap because you guys know they already raised the floor uh, to $180 million. Mm-hmm. And if they even go a little bit higher uh, to try to give you know teams a little bit more money to work with, um, even though, you know, of course, there was some loss of revenue because of COVID. But uh, if they if it takes to like 190 or something like that and some of these teams have a little bit more like the Browns already brought over 30 million in rollover cap. So it's going to be interesting to see, like, because a lot of people were thinking that Chandler Jones may have been gone because of salary cap uh, issues. So it'll be interesting to see how like Arizona and other teams are able to, you know, fill out, you know, some their rosters with uh, a potential higher you know salary cap. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of teams. I mean, you're, I think we're going to see a lot of people getting cut. Um, honestly, with the with the salary cap situation, um, there's going to be a lot of a lot of veterans, um, people that you wouldn't expect are going to get cut this season because teams are going to be looking to cut money as much as possible going into this year. Um, yep. Just because of so much loss in revenue from from COVID and all those things last year. So, yeah, well, the TV deals help, you know, uh, ABC and Disney, well, Disney getting, you know, a deal with the NFL really helps them. You know, that's what helped raise the floor of the salary cap now from 175 to 180. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, it will be interesting, you know, but Hey, for the Cardinals, Drake Kirkpatrick is one of the first ones to go. See you later. Sayonara. Have a great life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, Drake I Kirkpatrick made the top block of the show. <laughs> I hadn't even considered the, so bad. you know the money it, you know and, and how that dynamic comes into it the capologists are already they are sweating trying to figure out how these teams can add good like real value and um yeah I mean I'm just saying a year ago different circumstances sure but the much 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 hyped pass rusher you know guys are looking at signed for 13 million Malcolm, you brought him up. Played eight games, no sacks, tore his meniscus. Um, and mm. you know, while Clowney is is not JJ Watt, and you'd be a fool to think that JJ Watt is just some passerby. I think it's is it's worth looking at, like you said, with all the injury concerns. I I, I am rooting for the brother to have a um a strong season uh, um, and stay healthy all year because I think he deserves that, and we all want to see it. It's good for football when JJ Watt is <laughs> yeah. out there. Yep, and you know, and we're all rooting against the te- Texans for obvious reasons. Uh, for sure. So shout out to JJ Watt. They have a black head coach now. You know, they, you know. Come on. Yeah. Look, he shouldn't have taken that job. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So the other, a little bit of a surprising move. Um, 
NFL Comeback Player of the Year, Alex Smith, released by the Washington Redskins. And maybe not the impact player that's coming onto the market, but the bigger thing I think here is that now another team is in the market for a quarterback, um, whether it's draft, whether it's free agency, or the trade market. Um, I was a little surprised by this. I mean, the Alex Smith story has been much talked about. Um, you know, what he was able to do, come back from, was a big deal. Um, but, I mean, I recently saw, I don't know if it was a podcast or a a newspaper interview and Alex Smith basically came out and said they didn't want me to come back. Yeah, that was an artifact. Yeah, I just read that as well. Yeah, yeah he it was, was like, weird. Yeah, like I didn't expect. I, I, they didn't think I was come back. They pretty much given up on me, and I'm kind of like, whoa. Yep, that's wild to be talking about. And then the release comes out. So, um, interesting. What? How do you guys think he he they they, they fill this void because they obviously lost Dwayne Haskins for a whole host of reasons that we're not going to rehash again. <laughs> um, they bring back Taylor Heineke, not really a starter. I think he's more of a backup developmental guy. But what? Where do they go in this quarterback market on a, with a team that has a really good defense and some and some young talent? Uh, the draft. I, I I don't think that they. For some reason, I I just feel like first of all, it's Washington. Um, we know how well they do business. <laughs> I understand there may be new names on the doors, but it's still Washington. Um, WFT. Yeah, right, right. Give it up for your Washington football team. Um, yeah, man. I uh, and 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 I think they what they signed Heineke to like a two year deal. Um, here recently, and so I I do think uh, yeah. they're they at least want to have a um, a a young guy on board that uh that can be backup material at the very least. But I I think they're they're going hard reset, even though like you said they have a young core, mm. they will waste some valuable years from from some guys. But uh you know and and not even just Chase Young, but you're talking about um, uh, Terry McLaughlin, um. And, and a couple of those other guys. Uh, I forget the Come tiny on, Ian, You're a Buckeye fan. McLaurin. My bad. Um, you know, Terry Mack. Paulson, I think. Terry Mack, him. But uh yeah. Um <laughs> I do think they're gonna they're 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 going hard reset. They're looking for new blood. And I can't completely blame them. Um they had quite a year with quarterbacks. Um, um and and with the Alex Smith story, I understand his cultural and the 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 the, the yeah, the optics and everything like that. Man was man was a what was like a twenty four million dollar cap hit um, um, next year if he comes back. Mm. It it doesn't make logical sense to continue to keep him on when he was limited when he came back. And I'm glad that he came back. It's great that he came back. But <clears throat> cats are acting like he came back and he Brady'd his way through the season. I mean, it was it was inspiring, <laughs> but it was not. If you're talking about from a logistical standpoint in the in the age of analytics and so on and so forth, you got to make smart decisions, and and it's smart for them. Uh, guys, I don't know what they're going to do. Honestly, um, yes, there's a lot of trade um, talk. I mean, even you know, and I'm sure we may talk about this, like the likes of Russell Wilson. We don't know, but I'm sure he will not end up there. Um, a, a name that'll be interesting to watch. I've been kind of curious about how his name would, you know, kind of fluctuate throughout the draft is, is Trey Lance. Um, because a lot of teams, um, well, at least a lot of, you know, mock-ups have teams trading up, like even the 49ers potentially trading up to get a QB. Um, if he falls a little bit beyond Mac Jones, 
it could be interesting to see if Washington would try to trade up to get a guy like Trey Lance. Um, of course, they're not going to get any of the top like three or four guys, mm. um, but that will be interesting. And it'll also be interesting to see um, what the free agents, what the free agency market will look like. But I, they brought in Kyle Allen. You know, he was with Carolina and and you know with Rivera before. I don't know if they're just going to try to trust him, but I definitely think they'll add some type of talent, whether it be a rookie or whether it be um, free agency. Um, But right now it's just like, y'all better do something because Kyle Allen isn't going to get the job done either. So um, yeah, I don't know what Washington is going to do at this point, but Alex Smith is going to be an interesting name uh, for other teams to pick up for sure. Yeah. Alex Smith is, I mean, even at this point, I don't know if he's a starter anymore. I mean, not at least not on a, on a good team. I think he could be a solid backup. Absolutely. for a team looking for a vet to bring in um, Philly. I'm talking to you. Um, <laughs> I think uh, I think a name. Let's let's just bring the band, the whole band back together. Bring the whole quarterback room back together from Carolina. Cam Newton. Let's oh get God. Cam Newton oh, <laughs> in Washington. I mean, it'll be the exact same quarterback room from Carolina. Ron Rivera just look over and be like, you know what? I'm, I know these guys. Um, I think that's a good situation for Cam, um, especially if they can help around the margins a little bit, um, get a guy like maybe Corey Davis in free agency, um, Allen Robinson in free agency to add to that wide receiver room. Um, and I forgot they drafted um, Thaddeus Moss from LSU who didn't play yep. last year. Yep. Um, another a young, talented guy that people were really high on. Um, so they've got some talent. And Bryce Love, former uh, Stanford running back, yep. didn't play this year because of injury. Um, so they've got a lot of talent on, on that team. Um and some young talent. And I think, you know, you, you, I think they definitely want to get a quarterback in the draft. I don't know if Trey Lance is going to be there when they're drafting or if they have another priority. If there's a, a wide receiver they really like, um, I think they may try to do that instead of getting one of these quarterbacks and maybe look in the second round to get a quarterback and bring in a veteran like Cam Newton um, in on a, on a short deal, um, see what he has left. And then hopefully, I mean, they didn't get a whole lot from the quarterback position last year. Um, and so I think a guy like Cam, this might be a good fit for him. A, he has the comfort level with Ron Rivera. They've got a good defense. Um, they've got the makings of a, of a pretty good running game we saw last year when they were healthy. Um, yeah. And then you add what Cam could do on the ground um, and add him and add some, you know, some pretty decent receiver receiving options, especially if they can add one more piece of free agency. I think this is a situation that is prime for them to to not really have to fully go into a rebuild with a defense that's ready to win right now. If they get just a little bit more offense, this team is is in a much better position um, in that division in playoff wise. Yeah, for sure. I, 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 you know what I'm thinking? I was like, Hey, is there, is there a stabilizing force that's young enough that would fit in their core, but is steady enough and just gives you an air of confidence that they'd be able to manage and and not be a step backwards. I think they might really go Mac Jones in the first round. Mm. Mac may not be there either, though. <clears throat> That's the issue. I don't know if he's going to be there. Yeah, he probably really. Won't yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, you think people really nope. believe in the arm talent mm-hmm. above the system enough to yep. take Mac Jones before that? The Patriots would be a prime example. I think they would take a guy like Mac Jones. He's too high profile. He's, he had a really good senior bowl. Round like six. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna get the back. They're gonna get the backup from North Dakota State. Right. <laughs> exactly. I would never heard of. 
Kellen Mond. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't think he's going to be there. I mean, a lot of people have. Um, I mean, everybody has Lawrence going, going one, and then um, Wilson going two or three or four, right in that range. And then Mac Jones is is Mac Jones and Trey Lance are next on that list. Yeah, um, and and the. I, a lot of mock drafts, a lot of people that do predict these things are saying there are going to be a lot of trades and movement, people trying to get yep. up and down into the draft. So yep. I I don't think Mac is going to be anywhere near 19. Malcolm, you see the latest news for your 49ers? What yeah, just Fields. Justin Fields. Justin Fields, yep. I don't love it, but I don't hate it. Oh, well, you know. Hey. We have other needs that I would love to address. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um. So yeah, I I think Washington is is a is an interesting place that we, obviously we hadn't really talked about. I mean, we thought they were pretty settled at quarterback for next year. Um, and in that division, I mean, we saw how much it was up for grabs last year. Um, and who knows with the Dallas yep. situation, what's going to happen? And speaking of Dallas, uh, Dak Prescott still trying to work out a long term deal. A lot of chatter going ar- around. The latest chatter is that Russell Wilson might be interested in going to Dallas. Um, do you guys think this affects the, the the Dak Prescott situation? Um, or is this just kind of a a flash in the pan? This will disappear in a little bit. I think it's going to disappear for sure. I don't think he's going to Dallas. Not a chance. I think they're going to re-sign Dak and, you know, the world will be normal again. Yeah, I think this is just completely speculation and, and rumors. I don't think it's going to happen. That's my take. Because Jerry Jones is involved, <laughs> I think the shiny penny has to get some real consideration that he might he might really look at that route. They're really unhappy with the fact that and and they haven't said this, but when you throw out a multi year deal for the type of money that they offered Dak, and the fact that reportedly the pushback is Dak wanted what year five, and they just wanted to give him four. Um, uh and and I think that's right. Yeah. They they offered him they offered him a four year deal, but uh his 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 team was really pushing for, for more, something like that. Um I I think I think you you can't put it past him, especially if Russ is gonna be a cheaper option. Um, which I can't imagine why he would. I mean he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback, but um, it, it all depends on those intangibles, but if if you're telling me that Russell Wilson is available, I'm I'm not gonna not look at that option. I'm not gonna not reach out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's it's too major of a decision, and I think he is too. Let, let's remember who we're talking about when we, you know, I know Russ finished the year poorly, but this this man is is he is a pro's pro, and and he gets down on the field and he makes mm-hmm. everything easier on an offense that's, you know, actually capable of doing something. So, no, I, I, I think they'll continue to kind of be whispers that are out there, but I agree with Keith. I think ultimately, they'll they'll settle with Dak somewhere. Look, um, the the Cowboys have shown uh, how they feel about Dak Prescott. Uh, they haven't given him the long-term deal. They haven't invested in him. Even though he came in as as a as a lower round pick or a lower pick in the draft, they've been getting discount on him for a long time, and he's been putting up elite numbers. No matter what you think about Dak, 
he's been putting up elite numbers. And when that team has been good, it's been with Dak Prescott on the field. So right now the Dallas Cowboys are kind of like that Carmelo Anthony meme where he sit, he's in the background with the glasses on and Rihanna's in the front. He got this look in his eye, <laughs> you know, look like he's about to risk it all. That's what the right. Dallas Cowboys are doing to Dak Prescott right now. And Dak, if I'm Dak, I'm feeling completely disrespected. I'm like, really? After all I've done, you won't sign. You don't want to. You don't want to sign me to the long term deal. The work that I put in here, uh, but you're already ready to to go ahead and risk it all with a quarterback who's older than me. <laughs> um, so you look, Dak deserves the deal. If he does it, if they even act like they want Russell Wilson, I'll be like, fine. S- sign me to the franchise tag. After that, I'm out. I'm done. Y'all don't want me. Y'all think y'all could do better than me. Figure that I'd love for y'all to figure it out while I go get paid somewhere else. Because I Bro. think Dak, Dak is going to get paid. Yeah, Washington about, would be a fun team for him to get paid with. Oh my gosh! That's a, that, oh that, my goodness! That yeah. with that with that young core. Ooh. Yeah, that in division stuff doesn't work out too well for guys though. It didn't work out for Dion where he went when he went to Washington. Didn't work for uh for for Demarco Murray when he went to, from <laughs> Dallas to Philadelphia. <laughs> Hey, I mean, Brett Favre didn't do bad when he went to the uh, Vikings, you know. Did he go to the Jets first, though? Uh, I thought it was the Vikings first. Because remember, the big the big deal was that he was going back to a rival team. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, they didn't win the Super Bowl, so it doesn't count. Yeah, I mean, of course. But, you know, <laughs> if Super Bowl is the, is the you know. It's the bar. It's if that's Tom the Brady. Bar, then, man, that's a hard bar. It is. <laughs> Um, and then, I mean, we got to address this this Russell Wilson situation. Um, the fact that it's coming out, how it's coming out, it's the whole, oh, I don't want to be traded. Here's a list of four teams I would go to, though. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I want to be in Seattle. But if y'all don't want me, this is where I'll go. It's, weird. it's a weird situation that at first I thought, oh, this will go away. But it's not really going away. And um, Adam Schefter is putting out tweets of pictures of Russell Wilson and other jerseys asking questions. And if anyone knows that something might be real or not, it's Adam Schefter. He's the he's yep. the woge of the NBA. He knows it before we know it. Um, so I think this has some legs. I don't know if Dallas specifically is the place, but I think teams are definitely going to be kicking the tires on Russell Wilson. And if, you know, I don't know if you guys saw the report in The Athletic about a meeting where he went in to go talk to the front office about some moves that he wanted to make, and it didn't go the way he wanted. He stormed out of the meeting. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's not stuff you just hear about by accident. Yeah, that's stuff yeah. that's intentionally leaked out for a reason. When when, when, when folks start leaking, uh, yeah, the the yeah, they're it, it's some it's, they're in trouble. If I'm if I'm Seattle, like I do, you not do everything you can to to patch things up with Russell. Everything. And um, oh, by the everything. way, I think it was a uh, Dallas was offering five years. Dak wanted four. I had it backwards. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. This is that that's a that's an incredibly interesting situation. I don't know how you don't listen to Russell Wilson or how you don't make him feel listened to. Let, let, let me mm. correct that. How you don't, you know, bring out the caviar, live entertainment. I mean, listen, <laughs> I, everything that you can to make sure that he he feels like he is valued. Um yeah, in the year of the quarterback, when we knew it would be all this movement, who knew that there'd be teams that mm. would just be offering up situations that didn't even need to be a situation for guys to want to move? 
We got we got mayors doing recruiting videos. Yep. <laughs> the Saints boy, they are they're trying to go all in. Meanwhile, Drew Brees does his uh, Instagram workout video. Let people know I'm not quite retired yet. Keith, Drew I know you're excited back, about baby. seeing that. Drew Brees um, back back in the gym. <laughs> Hit the sled. Keith, I update agree. on your Drew Brees. How are you feeling today? Retire, Drew. Like <laughs> just retire, man. Like seriously, man. Like it, it I'm I'm so done with Drew already. Like, man, go off, ride off, and well, I guess you didn't win, so you can't ride off into the sunset. So, you know, just take your bow, leave. Take your bow in tears. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, he was crying. Like, why shed those tears if you if you're coming back? It's emotional, Keith. Come on, right? Let it be emotional for your last dance. To say. He lost his press. He lost his president. You know, the Capitol riot didn't go. He was there. It didn't go the way he wanted it to go. He's emotional. Didn't get to the Super Bowl. It's an emotional time for Drew Brees. He lost right. his president. Got caught saying some racist stuff. He lost his president. <laughs> He's got those so tight wild. jeans on that hurt. <laughs> y'all got it. Y'all got to eat up. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, I will say, though, Russell Wilson, if, if, if we're putting pitches together, Las Vegas can offer a residency to Sierra, yes, Sierra at one of those. One of those hotels. So, you know, Sierra wants to do a little one year residency at Caesars or something. They can put that in the package. I'm sure I'm sure the Raiders could get that done in Las Vegas for her. So I don't think you could do that in New Orleans or Chicago or Dallas. Yeah, I would really love for him to go to Oakland. That would be so fun. Um oh my gosh. Now I mean we all know that, you know, John Gruden loves him some Derek Carr. Like, I mean, loves him some Derek Carr. But uh, you get a chance to get Russell Wilson. See you, Derek. Sorry, brother. <laughs> Sorry, man. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's switch gears to some NBA news. Um, <clears throat> I think it was last week. Was it last week we talked about the, the, the coaching carousel, a turn-in? And we get another turn um, this week. Lloyd Pierce getting fired in Atlanta. Um, Ian, good news though. One of the coaches you you mentioned last week is his interim, Nate McMillan. Yep, replaced a black man with another black man. So shout out to Nate. They all look um, the same. But we talked about. You said what? They all look the same. I'm sure that, that I'm sure I'm sure that that was a conversation in the front office. <laughs> just, just give it to the other guy. They look That's exactly funny. alike. Uh, Nobody will even Oh yeah, the, what's his name? Doesn't care. Lloyd too. <laughs> right, right, Lloyd too. Come right, on up. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, but this Atlanta team has been disappointing all year long, um, and so I'm not super surprised by this. I think you expect to get more out of this roster, um, especially with the money that they put into it. Uh, but initial thoughts: Lloyd Pierce losing his job, and then how you know what the, what does this mean for the Atlanta Hawks? I, I don't really have a real a real way to gauge how Lloyd Pierce did. He never had a healthy roster. Mm. Um guys were guys, I mean, guys were down from um pretty much all their additions. You know, Bogdanovich, Gallinari, Chris Dunn. I don't know if he, he still hasn't played, has he? Um Nope. Yeah, it's 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 been tough. It's been tough and then um 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 yeah, I mean, just some of, some of the challenges that he had. But I think the thing that really 
uh, DeAndre Hunter. That, that's the, really the big one. Um, so super mm-hmm. young, great core. We were all excited about them coming into the season. Um, and I can't say that he dropped the yep. ball on anything <clears throat> in particular aside from Trey Young has just been wild. He's just he's just been he's been erratic. <laughs> he's been all over the place. I mean that the man will shoot at any given moment, and not being able to wrangle or guide him, I think is the most alarming thing. Looking at Atlanta's struggles, um, because even with the injuries and everything like that, they have enough to have won some ball games. Um, and so it, it's it's tough to see you know yep. to see a guy not really. Uh, um, he he definitely was. It was over before he really got going. But you know, shout out to him. I I, I hope that he proves himself as an assistant. You know, uh, goes somewhere, puts in some solid work. But uh, that Trey Young situation, I, I think that's probably the greatest concern in Atlanta right now. So you're concerned about you're you're concerned about Trey Young. I think in a year where you bring in Rondo to be veteran presence. And when you, you know, you surround him with all, surround Trey with all, you know, he was already surrounded by some good talent, but you up the ante and he, the man shoots any and everything. It is amazing. Yeah. No, I'm definitely concerned about him. Um, I still don't know why his hair is thinning. Hmm. He's, he's so young. There's a lot of things that just don't make sense, Michael. Ian, don't start. I started losing my hair at 18. It wasn't my fault. Okay. Was it, did you have a fuzzy, <laughs> did you have a fuzzy situation Hair you were yet use it, losing it though? I had like this little, right near the edges of my hairline, it was just where they started to just go, you know, and it just. At age 20, I had to say, forget it. I'm not getting these low haircuts no more. It's just time. Just shave it all off. Take the wheel, Jesus. First of all, Trey Young can't do that. If he shaves his head, he is going to look. <laughs> he need to get Bosley's or whatever or whatever. Yeah. He can't. He not going to look right with a bald head. <laughs> Most hey, black oh. men do. You know, we, we normally have heads for bald, for bald heads. You know, <laughs> Normally, Trey does not. You know what he should do? Shout out to Tyler Perry. I was just watching Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Get the Shamar Moore. Get the Shamar Moore braids from Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Trey, call Tyler. Oh my God. He's got the hookup. You you can't go from that fluffy hair to to braids to cornrows (laughs) to the Kawhi Leonard's. You can't do that. Oh, Ian. Oh, God. All right. So here's where I agree with you, Ian. He did this roster um, is not his fault. Um, Bogdanovich, Bogdanovich has played in nine games. Um, Ganari's been injured. But this, but I, what my point from the whole, from the whole offseason was that they put together this roster badly because you're relying on two guys who aren't reliable. <laughs> Gallinari has always been an injury problem. Bogdanovich is still a young player. And you put <laughs> and they're your two highest they're getting paid more than anybody else on this roster, including Trey Young. He hasn't got his big deal yet. But he, they're your two highest paid players. And so you bring in these guys who you hope can diversify the offense so that it's not just the Trey Young show and then they're not available. And that's not Lloyd Pierce's fault, but he also has to find a way to maximize this roster somehow. 
Now, it, once again, I agree with you. I don't think this is Lloyd Pierce's fault. I think it's it's it was just a rough circumstance for him. They had high expectations coming into this year. We talked about it on our pod as well in our preview. We expected you guys, let me let me take it back a notch. You guys expected the Atlanta Atlanta Hawks to be in that not just playoff conversation, but in that top four conversation. Um, and so I think he was a product of that of those expectations not going the way that they expected. Um, and so it it's really unfortunate. But I I believe this more the feet at the of the GM in the front office and putting together this team in a flawed way with players that you, you, I, they gave up way too much and paid entirely too much for Danilo Gallinari and locked on Bogdanovich. And it's coming back to bite them in the butt now um, that you lose a, a young promising coach and you're wasting another year of Trey young on a rookie deal. And you know, Trey Young is, have, is having another all-star type of year, but he has to do that. He has to be the player that he is in order for the Hawks to have any chance because if if he's not, there's no one else there to pick up the slack. Uh, I, I, uh, yeah, I guys, I, I uh, listen, I, I was I was pretty high on the Hawks, um, you know, with the picks. I, I didn't love them all the money they spent either. Um, but I definitely felt that, you know, it was the time for them to pounce, especially with the East not having, you know, uh, all the star power within like, you know, this was before James Harden came to Brooklyn, of course, that we already knew Brooklyn was going to be, you know, solid with KD and, and Kyrie. Mm-hmm. But, you know, from them and the Bucks down, like, of course, Philly, no one thought that Philly was going to be this good. Um, and, uh, you know, we all had, ish, you know, questions with Toronto. Um you know, what was Boston going to do? Were they going to take a step forward? Clearly, they have taken a step back. So we figured the Hawks would be, you know, a pretty solid team in the East. And uh, injuries and all other issues have, have kept them from that. So I don't know. Uh, I still have hope that maybe Nate may be able to turn it around a little bit, but we'll see. I mean, the guys have to be on the floor, though. Um, and he's got to figure out a way to, you know, to, to make the team gel. But. So far, no go. But we want to talk about teams that are New York Knicks. We back, baby. Let's go. Let's go, Knicks. (laughs) Running back the clock with the Knicks. We are in the playoffs. It is a beautiful thing. Um, I mean, I've been really surprised by the Knicks this year. 18 and 17 is is about – 17 more wins than I thought we would <laughs> this year. Uh, Julius Randle, an all-star, balling. Um, we won't spend a whole lot of time here, but uh, how are you guys feeling about my Knicks? I feel like Tibbs is uh, what, what, what did Julius Randle say? Every game's a playoff game. Um, you know, they're, they're definitely... <laughs> they're, they're, they're definitely uh, – I don't think anybody can question the fact that Tom Thibodeau can can put a squad together um, and, and they, they play some effective basketball. Um, there's some questionable X's and O's. Especially when he's not the GM. Absolutely. Oh, good God. Thank you for, for <laughs> letting that man coach and letting him coach alone. Um <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you know what? They've been trying to figure out they they've had a revolving door of young pieces in New York. And um he's mm-hmm. been able to put it together. But let's yeah. not forget, 
Uh, um, Mike Woodson had some success there. There's some, there's some other guys that have been there that have been able to, to start doing some good things. I just want to see it be sustained. Uh, um, there's whispers that they're, they're loving that Julius Randle is going off because that's making him very attractive for the trade market. I, I hope they don't and, get and into I, asset I building mode. That. You said what? I hope we do. I absolutely hope we do. Wow. Okay. So I think I think I'm, I'm interested to hear your take on this. I think you build assets for a while, but at some point you got to settle. You got to be able to build a core, uh, a core that can win. And when you got to, wow. What 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 do you hope to gain by trading Julius Randle? Better draft picks, better players. We missed out on Zion. They they fumbled the KD Kyrie thing. They thought they were they thought they thought they were going to get KD and Kyrie. They absolutely thought. And then when that didn't go through, all right, we're going to get Zion, and then that fell apart. Um, so we we need we need more elite young players. Um, I I love what Julius Randle was doing, but I love it so that we can trade him and get more assets because this this is what the Knicks always mess up. We start the rebuild and then we mess it up by signing Eddie Curry. Or we start the rebuild, and then we go and sign Marcus Morris, uh, OG Bobby Portis, all these other guys. (laughs) Or we start the rebuild, and then we trade away a pick to get Derrick Rose. We just do dumb, we just start the, all right, the Knicks, we're starting up, let's do something stupid real quick to remind everybody that we're still the Knicks. Like, let's let's fully give in to it. Let's fully give in to it. We've got... I love Emmanuel quickly, what he's doing. Mitchell Robinson allegedly is a good player that people like. R.J. Barrett is starting to come into his own, figure out what he is. Um, you know, I, I, Obi Toppin, I think, is going to be good. Let's keep doing this. Let's keep developing, guys. Let's not jump the gun. Let's turn Julius Randle into some more either. I would love for it to be draft picks. I would love for it to be, especially when we got this possible double dip draft coming up where we could have some – High, high, um, highly rated freshmen coming out of college, and then some high school guys. Um, so I, I'm, I'm all for for the Knicks. They they mess this up all the time. We're rebuilding. Oh, look at this shiny, this semi shiny thing over here. Like I was so excited we didn't sign Fred Van Fl- Van Fleet because that felt like a Knicks move to do. Oh, let's just sign Fred Van Fleet to a max contract because he's available and we have the money. I guess my thing is Julius fits in what they're trying to build. Does he not? Yeah, but he's kind of blocking one of your young players. You can't play him and Obi together. I okay, okay. I I can I can I can see some I I, I can see some of the sense in that. Um, I think no, and and while you don't want teams to stay, no, I'm not saying less. I'm not doing the. I was going to say I'm not going the, the Andre Drummond route and sit and sit Julius Randle till we trade him, but we should be looking for the best deal. And I don't want to give him up for nothing. I mean, but it needs to be. I think we can get something legitimate for him at this point for a team that needs some interior scoring. So you're saying trade him this year before trade deadline? If if the right deal comes up, yeah. Right. We're not gonna we're not gonna be good. We're not gonna make, we'll be in the playoffs. and We'll get swept in the first round. I I'm not dumb. I get not wanting I get to stay middle, I get of the, middle of the pack, but also every team needs that we get swept in the first round. 
as they're as they're trying to climb and start building something. I I just think what I've seen from Randall and RJ is promising. And if you got a young, you know, one two punch that's developing, I I feel like that's that's a good sign. That a guy that comes off the bench and gets it done and then pieces. Now, if you believe that Obi is is a star and Julius is holding him back, then I get it. I get it, but um I think the only thing that's worse than middle of the pack is that we stay at the end of the pack, but we keep trading and drafting and wheeling and dealing, and all we ever do is stay at the low end of the pack, and we keep wheeling and dealing and trading and everything. So the thing is, we have to we have to pay that man, and he's having an all star year, and he's gonna get he's gonna want to get overpaid, and I I don't want I don't want to have to sign Julius Randle to a five year deal that hamstrings us to him. He's in a contract year this year. That's why he's playing the way he is. We've seen this. Yep. We've seen this contract year guys put up the numbers. We're like, oh, he's about to be the dude. And then after he gets that deal, oh, my knee hurts. Oh, yeah, my shot isn't quite falling for the next four years. Oh, I gained 55 pounds. <laughs> I, gained I don't know 55. what happened. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to go through that again. <laughs> Is that an Eddie Curry? Uh, uh, wow. We'll see. <laughs> it's an Eddie Curry. It's a James Harden this year. It's a insert. Oh, <laughs> it's a it's a Paul Pierce. Whoever. It's whoever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. So the Keith, any take on the Knicks? I know it's NBA. I mean, uh, no, the Knicks are not bad. Uh, it's been interesting. Like I. I saw Stephen A. You know, he's a huge Knicks fan. He was talking about how excited he was, you know, for the Knicks to be good and blase, blase, blase. I will say, of course, you know, them and like the Golden State Warriors, they have both surprised me in how well that they have been playing when we thought that they were both going to be pretty terrible. Well, except Ian, who predicted that they would be in the playoffs. They would win the and, championship. Mm-hmm. And, no, he did not say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I just want to see more Obi. Um, and I think now it makes sense about what you're saying, because I haven't watched him that much as to why, you know, he's averaging four points a game. Uh, well, and I, I know he hasn't played. He had some, some injury, mm-hmm. you know, uh, issues going on as well. But, uh, you know, you get a guy like that and you expect him to be a, you know, a prolific, you know, uh, scorer. And uh, with Julius Randle, he won't be that. So, yeah, they, they definitely have some things to figure out. Um, but, uh, I don't know, Malcolm. I don't know if, no, they're not going to sign him to a long deal. No, they're not. They're not. Okay. All right. So yeah. That they'll, would be very Knicks of them to do though. It would be, yeah. it would absolutely be. I mean, remember, yeah. y'all remember that year where they ran back the clock and they signed Joakim Noah and they're like, yeah, he's going to be the set. He's going to be our, that's a Knicks move. That's a Knicks. Yeah. Oh, let's get Derrick Rose. That's what we need. We need to sign him as a free agent. Cause Derrick Rose is Derrick Rose. <laughs> yeah. Blast from the past, Nick. So yeah, I mean, they, it would be interesting to see them get some, some good draft, you know, compensation to then see what they turn that into. But uh, for now, Hey, keep on winning Nick's, I guess. Enjoy the ride, you know, let's, let's, but let's not get crazy. Let's not start doing things that don't make it easy. Let's not start doing, let's not be the Hawks. All right. Let's not be the Hawks. Yeah. Uh, all right, last thing we'll talk about 
Touche. Guys, it's weird to say this is NBA All-Star weekend, and it's like a day, actually. It's not even a weekend. <laughs> NBA All-Star day is Sunday. <laughs> uh, we get the game. We get the skills challenge. We get the uh, duck contest. I think I believe they're doing the three-point contest. All of that at halftime of the All-Star yep. game. Yep. Um, are we looking forward to this? Nope, not at all. Not a single bit, y'all. Like, I mean, how many fans can even be there? What, four, five thousand? I don't even know. If, I don't know. I have honestly I have no idea if they're even going to be fans. They're they're in Atlanta, so you know they're going they're going to get some money out of some something somewhere. You know. Uh, well, you know James Harden's going to the All Star Weekend, <laughs> <laughs> right? A few of them. Swaggy P will be there. You know, I'm with, my, part of- I'm with my trainer at the gym. Uh, James, we can hear the music in the background. You are not <laughs> right, at the gym. Right. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I mean, the players, you know, they weren't really that interested, and many of them were vocal about it. Um, I just don't think it's going to be one where, you know, we – I mean, yeah, guys are going to show some effort in some of the skills competitions and all that. But when it comes to the game, like, I don't think they're really going to try that hard, you know. Uh, they're going to try to keep themselves safe and uh, not get injured. It's just not. I don't know, guys. I'm not that excited at all. I don't even know if I'm going to watch it. Yeah, uh, I don't even know all the. <laughs> For the first time in a long time, I just I, <laughs> I am definitely coasting through this whole All Star experience. It's um, you know, I was on record saying, hey, you know, NFL didn't have a Pro Bowl. While it's completely different, it just wasn't necessary. We were we were glad enough to still have basketball mm-hmm. that they were working it out. Hey, they're back in the arenas, you know that that's a cool aesthetic, a little switch up from the bubble. You know they're doing different things, and and it's been an intriguing season. I did not need a a, a patchwork all star game. <laughs> Let's have a seventy minute halftime <laughs> halftime break so we can cram all of our events <laughs> into it. Um, but this is what they're doing. <laughs> I, I they got some names in the three point competition, so I guess that'll make it cool. And here's the thing: is that I enjoy the all the NBA All Star Weekend probably more than any other All Star you know setup. Um, but I'd have been fine with just the game. I think you know the the NBA is trying to mm. they're, they're trying to do a little too much. But we're here now. Um, like he said, these guys are showing up to the game. Like all right. <laughs> sure, there's gonna be 95 three point field goals in this game, and uh, I, uh, yeah, that part I'm, I'm just not probably really so. <clears throat> you said what? No, I'm saying there probably will be a hundred threes, you know, uh, made or you know, at least 150 taken. <laughs> I mean, and- it's uh, guys, like <clears throat> the all star weekend. It, like I love watching the celebrity game. Like that's one thing I, I really enjoy. Um, you know, just to see certain guys, you know, get out there. It, it's funny and it's fun. Um, and the three point shootout and the dunk contest is normally fun because it's a, on a night of its own. But now when it's going to be rushed and you don't have all the fan participation that you normally do, um, I just they just tried to force it, and it just I don't know if it's going to be worth it in the end how much money they're going to spend versus how much they're going to make. I don't know if it's going to be worth it. Well, guys, I will say I'm excited about one thing, that this All-Star Weekend is all going to benefit HBCUs. Um, 
that's where they're raising money for HBCUs through the All-Star Weekend. Um, yeah. And that's been a point of emphasis for the NBA. Chris Paul is one of the guys that's been championing this, head of the Players Association. I'm sure he was really instrumental in this. So that's one thing I'm excited about. I, I was not looking forward to All-Star Weekend um, with all the whatever other stuff's going to be going on. Um, but, you know, I still think it's the best All-Star Weekend in sports. Um, and I... They'll 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 find a way to make it interesting, I guess. Um, and the game, you guys, the game, it's not. They're not going to be out there hard fouling, and do, it's never been that. It's it's exhibition. They're out there throwing at lobs and alley oops and trick plays and all kind of stuff. So it's not. It's never been that. So I don't expect really a difference in the game. I think I think we'll really feel it in those in the the stuff they're doing at halftime. That's going to be really interesting how they're going to put all that in the halftime of a game, and then the guys have to come back and play after that. It's gonna be weird, um, and I'm if I'm honest, I'm not super excited about it either. And I, I honestly forgot about it until somebody was like, "Oh yeah, the All Star break is this weekend." I was like, "Wait, wait, what?" There was no like build up. There's no <laughs> like. I feel like we got games like right up until the All Star break. So I'm sure the players would have appreciated a much longer break, like they thought they were getting. Especially now that the second half of the season is going to be even more condensed with all the postponements early in the year and covid and all that stuff so yeah i yeah part of me is with you but i also think i, I also <laughs> think there'll be some moments this uh ob is in the dunk contest i'm excited about that um and then the, the draft i believe is this week sometime yeah so, and you know what we, well, we had our times a little bit a little bit wrong i mean when sunday when sunday comes around i'll be excited um and at five, what is it? The skills challenge. Um, and then at like 630 mm-hmm. is when the three-point contest is. And then there's the game. And they're doing dunk contest halftime. So, yeah. I, I, I think okay. – let me let me ease it by saying <laughs> – I mean, basketball is the greatest sport. Um, the NBA has by far been the most Amen. effective league, league and all easy, of, you know, easy, dealing with COVID easy. and everything. Um, and Malcolm did take my final, my part. Social words. justice, all that. Um, he definitely took, took took my parting words with the whole HBCU angle. But um, it, there's always moments that come out of it. I think it's not Black know, History Month. You can't use that again, Ian. That's the reason that I was going to use it. We had finally escaped the the. <laughs> I I broke my shackles from Black History Month, and it was a perfect setup. So thank you. Um, but no, I. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm, I, I'm going to be excited come Sunday to sit down, you know, and, and watch the festivities. I'll be watching with Josiah. And there it is. Um, so, guys, we're nearing the end of the show. We like to end with our parting words. Keith, give us your football-related parting words today. Why did? Why did? Why did it have to be football-related? <laughs> but am I wrong? Uh, yes, today, you, you know, happened wrong. Um, listen, honestly, right before this, I had no idea who my parting words were going to go to. Um, but <clears throat> I'm going to give uh, Naomi Osaka again, who just won another uh, major title, a, a shout out. Y'all, she destroyed Serena, and um, it was I watched it and it was pretty bad to watch. Um, but this young lady who, you know, represents uh, people of color really well, 
uh, doing her best to, to stand against some of the things that's happening and continuously dominating as at such a young age that she is, is amazing to watch. So I'm excited to watch her. I'm excited to see, you know, if Serena will come back because um, she did, just did not look good, y'all. It may be time for Serena and we will gladly give her a standing ovation for everything she has done. Um, but uh, I think it's Naomi Osaka's time now, y'all. So, hey, mm-hmm. another person of color doing her thing. <clears throat> there it is. And Ian, give us your parting words. For those who know me, you know that I am an entertainment fan. Um, and in particular, uh, movies, all things cinema and film and production and so on and so forth. So Golden Globes happened. And I just want to shout out, uh, first of all, Anya Taylor-Joy and The Queen's Gambit. Um, she took the best performance by an actress uh, in a limited series. Queen's Gambit won for a uh, best limited series. If you have not seen Queen's Gambit, I encourage you to watch it. It was literally a delightful watch uh, the entire time. And then, of course, um, got to shout out Chadwick Boseman uh, for his win. Now, I didn't actually see the film that he won uh, for full transparency, uh, My Rainey's mm-hmm. Black Bottom. But uh, for him to be able to, uh, is it post Thomas Lee? Mm, I don't know how to say it. But, uh, you know. Posthumously. Um, posthumously. Thank you. Woo. Um, but he deserved it. Uh, he deserves all the awards. Um, <laughs> what a, you know, what an incredible career, what an incredible life lived and impact made. So shout out again. It was wonderful to see. I think it was his wife that accepted the award on his behalf. And so um, still remembering Chadwick, you know, even after we've come out of Black History Month, it's good to see a good to see a brother come away with the win like that. Mm, good stuff good stuff um and my parting word um my parting word goes to north north dakota state football team um 39 game winning streak came to an end this weekend that's what happens when you play spring football um streaks end. no Trey lance made a big difference for them they lost to southern illinois uh despite all of that 39 game win streak is an extremely impressive win streak we um it's not quite mount union but it's uh <laughs> but it's pretty <laughs> darn good um so shout out to them um hopefully they can bounce back this year hopefully not against your gwens uh keith your penguins uh and my penguins suck right now so you know it's all good it it's all close. good um and also shout out to chauncey billups brother who just got fired um another black man getting fired he was a coach at denver uh denver university university of denver i'm not really sure but um i saw billups got fired in denver i was like wait chauncey's not in denver and it's his brother rodney um so shout out to the billups um yeah that's all i got fired i was was gonna say something silly but i'm gonna keep it for getting fired hey i mean you gotta mention him sometime you gotta mention these brothers of nba athletes at some point you know, oh, God. Kevin Durant's brother's out here attacking people on Twitter. <laughs> Chris Paul's brother thinks he's famous. You know, it's just all kind of crazy stuff going on out here. Rondo's brother is still yelling um, in the bubble. But that's it. That's the end of our show. Oh, my gosh. Is he still cutting hair? Is he in the gobble? <laughs> is he in the gobble? Is he the barber over there? Um, by the way, uh, you missed our 
you know, the week you were out, we talked about Rondo and how he's not helping the Atlanta Hawks. His veteran leadership isn't helping. So, um, there was a reason I missed. And that got another coach fired. So Rondo, the coach killer. <laughs> Rondo, <laughs> coach killer. <laughs> um, well, that's it, y'all. That's the end of our show this week from Cleveland, Ohio. Mr. Pivot himself, international Ian Lamont Morgan. Steelers didn't get JJ either. <laughs> and from Columbus, Ohio, by way of Cincinnati, but you know he's still Mr. Home Team and Roots for the champ. Give it up for Keith Turner Jr. Andrew Broner, you actually won a fight. Congratulations. <laughs> and here in the capital city, it's your boy, Malcolm Morgan. This has been the 3 in 1 Podcast. We'll see you all next time.